Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. And uh, yes, today we are joined by a very special guest. Yes, today, welcome Melanie Sykes. Hello. Mum of two yes. and broadcaster. I'm sure everyone uh, knows Mel. Um, Been in the public eye for the best part of... Oh, it's 20 odd 20 years, years now. It's yeah, it yeah. is really. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing really to have a bit of longevity in this mad business. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. And you've done... You've done so many different things over the course. We were just talking before we hit record here about all the different things you've done over the course yeah, of about 20 years. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm going through a phase at the moment, but it's very much about my voice. Yeah. And I'm doing lots of voiceover and radio. I'm also the voice of Blind Date. Okay. So yeah. it used to be Graham and yeah, now it's me. Right. So it's I'm going into that zone, which is which is great. You yeah. know what I mean? You just it's just morphed into that for now and then it'll something'll happen and some the right show will come up and mm. I'll do that. But yeah, it's been varied. And you've always been uh, this is the thing because you've always been busy. You've always been doing lots of stuff. Yeah. But well, a, not a, constantly busy. I think you do have really busy periods mm. and then it drops off a bit. You going to because um, trends come in and people yeah. trend mm. and then they go out and but I'm, I'm sort of always there and there we, we had um, we had Tim Lovejoy on a few months ago talking about um, his career and I guess it's sort of s- similar in the sense that he, he's got he calls himself got, I've got an arty farty media career which allows him to have a fairly flexible family life yes as well yes has the for you you've got your two sons are both teenagers, is yeah, that right? Yeah, uh, my eldest is 15, my youngest is 13. Okay, so they've been with you on that career? They've been with me on that career, but my busiest, busiest time ever was when they were being born and very oh, young, so it wasn't the <laughs> nicest to, time Just to for make me. it you know, even more difficult and stressful. Oh, no, it, yeah. it was just horrendous, yeah. really. Because all of a sudden, because I had children, I become this family person, which mm. means you get family-oriented TV. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah, at yeah, my cool. busiest. Oh, I see. I so, never thought about well, that. It is, well, yeah. I got Des and Mel um, when I just had my first son. Yeah. Mm. And all of a sudden, you're very much a daytime person because you're a mummy. And yeah, so yeah. Then, and then I was getting mm. um, primetime TV work as well. So I, was, I had two primetime Saturday night shows. My kids were tiny. How did you do it? How did you I don't, manage it? I, I don't know. And I think about it now and I look at pictures of myself back then. I was extremely thin. I was strung out. I mean, I had a panic attack at work once because I was missing... Well, I only had one child at the time, but I was missing my son so much mm. that I couldn't actually handle yeah. being at work. And I had to ring my husband and say, bring bring Roman immediately because I'm not going to be able to survive the day wow. if I don't see him. So it was not the easiest time of my life, but it was actually the busiest time. That's interesting that from a sort of TV producer's perspective, your your kind of profile almost changes. So it's like, oh, Melanie Sykes has now got a child, therefore we can offer her these oh, shows. Oh, yeah. It's amazing mm. how, it, yeah. how it is. And it's nonsense because you're the same person. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You're but just you, a bit more, you're just working on less sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, we do, but we do that, don't we, when somebody comes to us and says, would you like an interview or would you like someone to come as a guest for the show? And we say, have they got kids? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's a no-brainer for a show like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, it's a deal-breaker. It is true, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose before that, I was seen very much as entertainment, uh, which, I, I mean, I'm, generally, I'm in the entertainment business, mm. I, you know, but I was always the showbiz reporter and the girl about town, and, and then all of a sudden, I was a bit more... So were you... So you were in bre- early morning and daytime TV, weren't you? Yeah. So were you... How were you dealing with, uh, you know, the morning rush, if you like, and the... 
evening bedtime routine because that's what conversations that Rich and I have a lot about mm. you know I, I tend to do bedtimes at the moment I do nursery pickups because I get to work a bit earlier yeah. but I don't do the sit with a bowl of porridge as that flies around the yeah. kitchen for 45 period. minutes yeah for 45 <laughs> minutes in the morning which I'm quite quite pleased about but how do you, what did you do do you do you um, oh gosh well I mean I would be there at breakfast and then I would shoot straight out and I would sometimes miss miss them at night yeah, they were yeah, already asleep mm. I can't tell you it was living hell that honestly is, yeah. that must be really really and difficult. I I was living in central London and the studios were in Teddington at the time so it was a good hour and a bit yeah. drive down to the studio and I would sit at the edge of my seat in the back of a car just waiting to get back yeah. I know mm. that didn't make it go any faster no, 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 no. but I was always in a state of real tense wanting to be somewhere else yeah it, it was hellish. I bet you a lot of mm parents who are listening have versions of that experience yeah because i remember when we were expecting and some advice to my wife was you should get a nanny because if you're doing childcare, you're racing to get them to nursery in the morning if, if you do nursery if you wait to get to nursery in the morning and then you're racing to get into the office and you're potentially let, feeling like you're letting down work and then you're trying to leave work at the end of the day yeah. to make nursery pick up and if you don't if you get there slightly late you feel like you're letting people down there's I, guilt I, across the whole day isn't yeah. there yeah there's, there's guilt everywhere you look at it I mean I did have to have a nanny because yeah. I was full time and I was working on Saturdays yeah. as well so I was doing six days a week so I did need a nanny um, but you know that it's a long time ago for yeah. me and and as they morph in and they're getting older and it's just different challenges yeah. now you know yeah. it's just do they still want to hang out with their mum not really no <laughs> they've reached oh they should see Mel's I have to say Steve and I our kids are still very very young so Steve's Jackson's two and a, two and a yeah. half now almost. Yeah, two and two months two, and, and, uh, and my boys just turned one yeah so obviously we're still at that stage where you know it's cuddles and, and the, oh. the crying the moment you go out the door so at what point in your experience <laughs> in your experience at what point what age does it suddenly flip over it's like, yeah, all right, mum, leave it it's actually only been to be honest it's actually only been in the last two or three okay. years so it's not okay. been we got a bit bad. of time then yeah yeah, yeah. and also <laughs> you get onto a different level of connection like with my 15 year old he's really into movies and specifically 80s movies and 80s music okay. I mean you know and we connect on movies and so he he said, please can we watch Godfather One and Two? So we've done that a couple of weekends ago. Oh, um, nice. um, see, that's a cool mum thing to do. Yeah, if my mum had shown me Godfather when I was fifteen. I'd have been very happy. Well, I was I I showed him Apocalypse Now, <laughs> <laughs> and he loved it. And then in exchange, he told me there's a ten part documentary about Vietnam. You've got to watch it. So I've just watched twenty hours of this it's Vietnam. It's a Netflix one, right? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. And my fifteen year old introduced me to that. So we've got connections on really cool. Okay. Okay. stuff yeah, that is cool yeah. um, and yes he doesn't want to hang out with me all the time but he will watch a movie with me yeah. and we and he, he's very talkative at, at meal times yeah so we always have sit down, mm-hmm. you know, meals. So face to face meals, not on a oh, lap in front of a TV. Never, never, never. We Good. sit at the table. I'm really strong on that. Yeah. Dinner yeah. is always at the table. I think it's really important. We, it, I've already thought of that. My boy's obviously not anywhere near that stage, but I think my wife and I have already had that conversation hypothetically when he's old enough. Yeah. Dinner time is dinner time. Yeah. And we can't have the telly on, and you've got to be around. The, I remember, be, you know, as a kid, dinner time was seven o'clock every day, and it didn't matter how old I got. If you lived in that house in my mum's house, dinner yeah. was at seven because yeah. I was my dad would be in the door yeah. and you sat around the table and everyone uh, same, talked about same here yeah, except absolutely. we were five o'clock yeah. <laughs> yeah. but we were up north we have tea not dinner yeah. <laughs> like that's a whole different podcast yeah. like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. show me tea or supper or 
I've never understood that. Yeah, it was me. tea for us. Talking so, yeah. about talking about meal times. Obviously, yes. one of the things you've been, I, I suppose, become more famous for. Would it be fair to say in recent years is kind of the health side of things. Yeah, you really push it on social. I've seen like on your Instagram and stuff. You're talking constantly about the you know sort of well, I mean, of I fitness am, and I'm, health I'm, and all these I'm, things. I'm into health and fitness definitely. I haven't always been. Um, and it's sort of been a 10 year process I was going to say the, the, the famous image of you supping a massive pint of bitter yeah. that, that, that's kind of changed over the years well I mean that was a role at yeah, the end yeah, of the day yeah. but that's not yeah. to she say she wasn't really doing that really. But, I, no, but I did drink pints at the time yeah. so it's fair but it was a role yeah. but yes yeah, I knew, yeah. but I don't drink at all now either yeah. okay. so me I'm neither com- is it? really it's amazing how long have you been two, two years yeah, it's, yeah I'm a year next week mm. and um, it's makes a big difference it's amazing I mean it's just it's amazing on so many levels mm. but yes um, and, and because I've become quite, not I wouldn't say obsessed because it's not because it's just a way of being and it's a lifestyle is that I am very much concerned about what I eat and how I eat and when I eat and therefore that transfers into bringing up your children as well mm. and we know mm. how difficult it is mm. but I found with my two that well, because I didn't let them have fizzy drinks when they were younger they never asked for it now oh, okay. my kids don't mm, eat sweets no. And they don't drink Even fizzy as drinks. Boys. I'm telling you, they're like unbelievable. But because I, water, if you say to kids when we go to a restaurant with my boys and you say, What do you want to drink? They'll always say water. They'll never push it unless we're on holiday and the little one might say, Can I have a Coke? Yeah. And I think, Oh, sod it, we're on holiday, go for it. <laughs> yeah. But very much so. But it I should think be a treat. habit forming early on yeah. is the way to go. Yeah. How early are we talking about it? From the beginning. Like from, so my boy being, he's 13 months old. Now, obviously, we, ha- we he doesn't have chocolate or sweets or anything like that. Does he have like juice? He has occasionally, when he's been really upset, we've given him a smoothie. You know, like one of the oh, yeah, fruit juice smoothies. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're good, aren't they, those um, natural Because that seems to be an, a good halfway house. But then it, I've always got my mum. You Do know, you make being, it yourself, Rich? Um, my wife might occasionally <laughs> make them. I'm I'm a bit less brilliant at that sort of thing. But like my um, like his grandma, both his grandmas, Constantly, oh, can he have a bit of chocolate? No, he can't have chocolate. Oh, but all the other kids, all his cousins are getting to have ice cream. They're five years old. He's one. Like, no, he can't have ice cream. You know? Yeah. No, I know it's yeah. difficult with um, grandparents, things like that, because they don't quite get it, do uh, they? And they want to give. Well, they like, want to spoil. They want to spoil. They want to spoil. Yeah, they can't have yeah, that well, stuff. Yeah, they have an uh, Italian grandmother and got. I mean, she just it was ice cream, ice cream the whole time, and <laughs> you have to let it go a little bit. But um, but in your house, under your rules, mm. you have to stick to it. I mean, I was quite religi- religiously stuck to it, and it's worked out mm. well. They, they have great teeth. Mm. They're not addicted mm. to sugar. I mm. mean, I'm not saying that, you know, my little one loves chocolate, etc., etc. but mainly they're not craving sugar. It's the right kind of sugar, though, isn't it? Because Jackson eats fruit. He loves yeah. fruit, tropical yeah, fruit, so been, yeah. you know, apples, and they have got sugar in them, got fructose. But, you know, it's, but it's a naturally occurring sugar. It's yes. that refined white processed sugar. That's that's the stuff yeah. that we're trying to avoid, isn't it? The stuff where you can say, can a coke has however many teaspoons of sugar in still. Yeah. You know, those are the I guess those are the kind of things that you wanna sort of avoid. Yeah. Um, but but those are things to avoid, but to things to actually put in there, we've got to think about the, the vitamins that children are taking and the minerals that are going into mm. them. And we all want to uh, yeah. to have vegetables and all the rest of it. But I mean that's why I've got involved with Kellogg's because they're doing this better starts push. Yeah. And um, 
we are deficient in vitamin D in this country. Mm. Children, adults, it's across the board. And they have fortified their cereals yeah. with vitamin D. And mm. it's 50% of what your daily mm-hmm. intake should mm-hmm. be. So it's a brilliant way of getting that in. I hadn't even thought about no. it, which is why I got involved. Because I was quite horrified. Because it is the sunshine vitamin, as we know. Yeah. We don't get an awful lot of that. Well, I should also point out, at this stage, and this is a bizarre little coincidence, I, I am vitamin D deficient. As I just and I only found this out really recently because I signed up for a new GP um, near near my my house and they do, you know they do the sort of procedural blood test yeah MOT. and I yeah the sort of MOT yeah and I didn't think anything of it I was like yeah yeah fine 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 got a text message as they do with the blood test results these days saying I'm vitamin D deficient what is that I need to go and see but well, I don't quite this is the thing I don't really know and that's the weird thing because you think. Apparently it's not just, and I've already been told, it's like you can't just have, um, you know, I can't just start taking those tablets. You can get them on vitamins or whatever. It doesn't work. I need the real injection of the stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Well, this is the thing, because the foods that we used to eat Mm. in generations like my parents or their parents, like I don't know about you, but we used to have liver. Liver's quite Nobody eats liver anymore, do you? Liver and onions, isn't it? Liver liver and onions and mash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They don't they? They have like a bit of liver in Italy. I mean, but it came back a little bit in the 90s. I remember you could always yeah. get some liver at a restaurant. Yeah, it's just yeah, not like there anymore. Shows used to do like yeah, liver, didn't it's they? just yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it, things like kippers okay. and spam—they're really old school foods which we don't eat now. Oh, I like so a kipper. Yeah, yeah, but that's you do true, buy yeah, them and cook them. I bet you don't. Yeah, I, I no, do. It smells the house like, out. Well, I get like some funny looks <laughs> when the missus comes downstairs saying, "What is that? What are you cooking?" But Jackson's had kippers, and he's not bothered by those hair bones. He just, God, he just puts really? him in because he doesn't know. He's not be being conditioned yeah. that you shouldn't like bones. So my wife doesn't like fish with their heads with their heads on. Yeah, she doesn't like to know. I mean, it's maybe a bit of head. So she doesn't like to know it's a fish, but she don't want to be fish. reminded of it while she's having a good old. But Jackson meal. will go to the fishmongers and we'll buy a mackerel, and he'll see the whole mackerel, and then he'll stand on his stool next to me in the kitchen as I fillet the mackerel, oh, take it off. That's so really he knows good. That this is the. You know, the fish that he's eating was attached to an actual fish. Oh, no, that's really good. So I, I think it's important for kids to know what their food is. Absolutely. You like know, that. not just something that you peel the plastic off the top of and, I think, and you don't know yeah, what it and is. Yeah, and I think to go back to your point about setting habits early, but with Ben as well, I mean, he's only been on solid food for six months, but we've been chucking everything we can into him and he's not fussy, which is great. great. I love the fact he's not fussy. Yeah. He was eating anchovies the other day. Great. You know, not like the little ones you get on top of a pizza, like the big chunky anchovies. <laughs> yeah. He was just great. munching for him, loving great it. Room. Oh, that's oily really fish. good. Fantastic. Oily like, fish. Yeah, oily fish. I mean, Omega. that is good yeah. for... Omega 3 yeah. or vitamin yeah. D. Yeah, no vitamin D, yeah, oily fish, yeah. Maybe I should be. It's good yeah. brain food. It's good <laughs> brain food as well, isn't it? Oily fish. I should Helps definitely be eating more oily fish. But, it, but it's also obviously it's vitamin D is like you know the sunshine vitamin, mm. and we say we do say there's no um, we don't get much sun, but actually mm. kids don't really go out very mm. much. I mean, I look at my two mm. now; mm. they rarely spend any time outside. Is it on like the Xbox and all that? Well, to be honest, Roman's studying for his GCSEs at the moment, so he's just studying. Okay, fair enough. So, you know, and I'm not just me, he's not an angel, believe me. And when that's over, we'll be back on his Xbox. But the point is, at the moment, he's not going anywhere. And the only outdoor he gets is going to and from school. Okay. The other one uh, gets a school bus, and I don't really know. He's probably got playtime or whatever. But they don't really go out. So it's, Mm. it's a problem. Yeah, that you can rectify quite easily. Yeah, Yeah. with a good breakfast and also, I guess, through the winter, there's no. We're all a bit miserable anyway, aren't we? Yes. Because it's it's thank goodness spring has sprung. <laughs> you know, it changes the mood of certainly our household. 
yes. and there's like some sun on people's faces and you know people's freckles start well also it becomes <laughs> easier doesn't it with with little ones it becomes so much easier in the summer because in the, kick him outside it's like last week you know we're, as we're recording this I think it was last weekend we had that freak heat wave yeah. and um, don't say freak it, <laughs> sorry that really regular heat wave yeah, we get yeah, in this exactly. country start uh, the summer <laughs> yeah we, we had um, and it was just so much easier because when it's raining and it's a Saturday afternoon and Ben's losing his marbles as like 13 month old kids often do because he's trapped indoors and you can see he's desperate mm-hmm. to get out of the it's raining it's cold what are you going to do when it's sunny you just take him to the park or walk yeah, him down yeah, the street yeah, yeah. or yeah. whatever you know like it's it becomes a lot easier I've to be got a to say though and it's because I'm further down the line you've got to keep that habit yeah. up because I am guilty of not keeping the habit up of getting them out getting them and outside. going places yeah. And now, if I'm honest, sometimes I get a bit lazy because if they don't want to go out, I'm not going to push them to go out because actually it's more effort for me as well. Well, it definitely, that's the thing, isn't it? And the, there's that terrible, well, it's not terrible, it's natural. We're human beings at the end of the day as well as parents and you're allowed yeah. to be tired and you're allowed to not want to do anything with your children at yeah. times. <laughs> and also, yeah, like I say, they're 15 and 13-year-old boys. Mm. They don't want to hang out with me. Roman yeah. walks about 100 yards in front of me usually. Like I don't, I, I can just see the back of his head. And I'm I like, remember That's doing that. I've got yeah. one there, <laughs> and then I've got my 13 year old who's autistic, and he just he's clinging to me. Mm. So I've got like this crazy dynamic going on all the time. Yeah. But also, you, there is demand on parents, and there is pressure on parents. You know, and there are certain things that can. We've discussed it before. There's some give, isn't there? That you, yeah. you, with work, there's no. There's not real much give there. You've got to do it. So when you get home, what is your control come back? Well, your control comes back with your parenting, doesn't it? And you go, what can I do? I don't have to go out. We can find something else to do. This is where I can get my me time, my, mm. my time. I can give them something to do at home without having to mm. load up the buggy, put in like waters and food and go wandering up to the park. Like, it's understandable why people don't do it. But then you see, I, I, my biggest downfall, and we talk about this all the time, is is that I am constantly consumed by guilt. I'm always thinking I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough to sort of provide for him, or I'm not doing enough uh. to spend time with him, or I'm not doing enough to help my wife. And there's always that thing. You're mm. kind of. It's really easy. I think. And I think maybe this happens. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is probably affects dads as much as it does with. Uh, well, it mums. sounds like it. I mean, it's interesting because I think I, I think it because with a mum almost because mothers tend to be the primary caregivers in those early stages they're always there they're always there and a, a, a mum probably just wants a break but I think it's really easy for a dad in that sort of really traditional in inverted commas setup to be consumed yeah. by that guilt because you're the one who's maybe leaving the house you're the one who's coming back you're the one who's watching your wife breastfeed and you end up feeding that kind of yeah although it's, you know what I mean? it's, I'd have to say speaking as a dad of a 10 day old daughter now yeah yeah um it's different second time because I'm taking Jackson time. Yeah. Because um, my wife is looking after Iris and doing breastfeeding through the night. If Jackson wakes up, I go. If Jackson's up early, I go. If there's to get Jackson out to give her a break, it's me going. So mm. there's not some, I don't get the guilt that I got quite in the first time round. I think there will be some mm. where I think I've not spent enough time with her, but I feel like I'm full of my life's full in terms of looking after him. So I'm already planning, right, this the weekend's coming out, what are we gonna do? What can we do with, how can I get Jackson out right? So we're going to take Jackson to football training in the morning, then we're going to the zoo, mm. you know, just to give my wife a break. 
That means you get to spend time with him. Yeah. Does any of this sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, no, and I hate to say it, but the guilt doesn't really go anywhere. I yeah. still feel guilty about my two. Mm. I just do. I just think, am I doing enough? I mean, even, obviously I've got an autistic son, so that comes with a whole different mm. level of stuff. But we were out on Sunday last week, and we were crossing the road, and I thought, I suddenly dawned on me, I don't think I've taught him how to cross the road. And he's 13. Okay. <laughs> I've done everything else. I've kept him alive for 13 yeah. years. I should have deserved a medal for it, but I've forgotten to teach him how to cross the road. Yeah. Because, so what did you do? Because so I, just thought, I just said, you know what, actually, can, will you lead this? And he didn't have a clue. Okay. And right. so immediately, I'm thinking, how have I forgot to do that? Yeah. But I've done a million other things yeah, as well, and I've yeah, got yeah, to yeah, just yeah. remind myself, it's all right, Melanie. Yeah, don't yeah, be yeah, You know, I've been trying to get him to talk and to communicate yeah. and to enjoy his life mm. and to accept his autism. And mm. I've been doing a load mm. of other good stuff. I just forgot mm. some of the practical stuff mm. as well, you know, mm. which I we're think, on it now and I we'll do it. I think mum or dad, I think that's so easy to do, is to focus that you can you could have 99, you could have a list of 100 things, 99 of which you have done so yes. well and you've worked so hard on, and you have that one thing that you forget or that one thing that it doesn't work or whatever it might be and you end up fixating on oh, that yeah. Yeah. and you forget about all the other stuff you yeah. do as a parent that, yeah. that is that but is I think fantastic. don't you think we do that generally about everything <laughs> I mean yeah. I, I, do, it person I do person it about person. work Me, I do it about oh, work yeah, I'll, I'll do that about work it'll be just like and it's always comedians always say you can have a room full of people laughing and the one person that doesn't you fixate on yeah, why didn't true. you find me yeah, funny yeah, 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 yeah. and it is that that one thing you don't can't do yeah. is the yeah. one thing you want yeah. So, Mel, you, you referenced there your son having autism. Yeah. How's, how does that... I mean, I, I don't know anybody who's got autistic mm. children. Um, what what level of um, impact does that have on your parenting and how does it manifest Well, it's itself? funny. Sometimes I have the mood that it's not a problem. He's great. You know, he's totally verbal. He tells me what he needs. He goes to a school that has a provision for autistic children and, and he sometimes goes into the mainstream school and sometimes he's in the provision. And we've got the perfect setup for him. And, and I think I'm all right with him. He's 14 uh, in June. Okay. Uh, sorry, in July. And I, I think I've got it all right. And then all of a sudden, I do have a wobble about it because I worry about him. Mm. And More so than his older brother. Uh, yeah, because Roman's really sensible. I don't know what's happening. He's just so sensible <laughs> and fabulous. And, you know, he's not into social media. He's he's not really interested in his iPhone. He doesn't care about his haircut. He doesn't care about wearing the right shoes. He's just so unusual for a 15-year-old okay. boy. So he's kind of done and dusted and yeah. he's great. And I'm really proud of him. Thankfully, he's like that, though, because I've also got Tino, mm. who really needs me. Um Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so sometimes I'm handling it, think I'm doing really well, and other times I, I just am overwhelmed by it. Mm. Um, I, I can't go into crazy details about no, it, no, but, sure. but 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 um, every now and again it'll hit me that wow, you know, he might never be independent of me, mm. and that's fine. But I want him to have independence mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's how we grow. Is it very up? Uh, the, uh, forgive me, I don't have an enormous understanding of autism, but is it very up and down in that he may go through a phase where things seem a lot easier, and then a phase where things are a lot more difficult? Well, what it is is he's socially he's he's very autistic socially. Yeah. Mm. He's great with me. He doesn't. You can't have a really free flowing conversation mm. with him. He'll tell you stuff when he's good and ready, and it will mm. be always mm. on his terms. Mm. Mm. He's very well liked. People mm. really, really like him, but he really doesn't mind whether they do or don't. This is mm. the thing. Yeah, I wrote a piece about Asperger's recently, and it's it's that kind of um, 
empathy with other people's the social the social circumstances. Yeah. It, it where you know you can, you obviously tell me better um, where you kind of like my your joke. You don't really get the humour. Well, they in take the same every, way. everything's very literal. Yeah, right. So you, the, yeah, it'll take it. Everything you say is actually what it is. So you have to remember that you can't just say stock lines or be sarcastic. It's yeah. actually not going to work. Oh, you have okay. to be yeah, very, so sarcasm yeah. would be lost in it. It's lost on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of things. And conversational, that, you know, because kids, Jackson just started to talk. And it's a, an absolute joy. Yeah, of course. When you know he fell over in Hyde Park oh. the other day and did his knee, and he came back, and Mum said, "What's that?" And he said, "Jackson fell over chasing pigeons in park. Daddy oh. cleaned it." Oh. <laughs> and it's like, well, there you go. That's yeah. told you exactly what's happened. Yeah. But it, you know, in terms of conversation. Yeah. Well, Tino wasn't talking when he he wasn't saying he was saying Mama and strawberries for some reason when okay. he was about three, and then we went into some therapy with him, and then his 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 um, language came thick and fast, but. For example, it's Autism Awareness Month this month, and mm. somebody went into the school to talk to the kids about autism, and he was in the audience, and he'd said that you know these people had come to talk to him about autism, and I said, "Oh, that must have been really interesting." He went, "No, not really." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Did you not think it was great that somebody was talking about your condition? Did it not make you feel connected?" And a bit yeah. like, "Yeah, that's me." And he was like, "No, not really." <laughs> and that was as much as I got from him, and he yeah. makes me laugh a lot because he just and, and I know. He means it. He was probably just like, yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? Because yeah. I've always told him that he has autism. So even when he didn't understand the word, or probably me either at the time, it's been like it's like you know when kids are adopted and they don't get told until the fifteen yeah, that they're yeah. actually adopted. It's a big shock then. Oh yeah. my god, is that what all that was about? Whereas yeah. with him, he's always known. Yeah. So he doesn't. He understands why he's different. And he's all, you know. So I think that's quite a key thing yeah. to do. Do you, do you mind me asking how involved Tino's dad is? He is involved he's completely. Involved. Yes, he's, he has them every other weekend, and we share the parenting completely. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm curious in terms of how that how that works in terms of for, for Tino. Because when you have a child who has a condition who, which requires all that special attention and care, and obviously his dad sees him every so often, so do you have to kind of come up with a system almost in terms of the decisions you're making and that kind of thing? Well, we, you always have to tell an autistic child well in advance of something happening. Right. But then there's a balance to that because I told Tino we were going to go and do something on Sunday. I told him on Friday and he fixated on it for two and a half okay. days. And mm. I thought, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it because <laughs> yeah. it's actually going to drive me crazy. As well as <laughs> <laughs> so there's things like that but basically yes um, with Daniel you, you know he needs to know well in advance that he's going to stay with his father and when I'm going away I'm, I tell him well in advance when I'm going away yeah. and it's just about constantly keeping him in the loop mm. and he's got a diary and he ticks off days and I know when I have to go mm. away um for whatever reason and Daniel's an actor so sometimes he goes away for months Tino counts days that I get back okay. um, so he, he's, he can visualise how but, long that is because he doesn't know what mm. 24 hours means mm. yeah that, that team element of, of parenting I guess is, is important mm. so important no matter what the home life looks like if you can maintain that unitedness in relation to your yeah. kids you know we've, we've, we've spoken we had Bevon, didn't we? Turner yeah, yeah. talking about you know how, how important it is that they're on the same page, and I guess that's the same with your kids, whether you are together as a couple 
or not just because the kids need some whether they've got autism or you know or not or not they need yeah. like you know a universal front they need to know they're going to get the same there's no point going to um your, your ex's house and him opening the freezer and there being ice cream on tap <laughs> if at your house there, is there a, isn't exactly you know. no when we've managed to do that I mean we just do it because yeah. our love for our children is greater Over. than anything that we've yeah. you yeah. know feel about each other but actually as we as we grow older you know I, I love him he's like a massive part of my mm. life you know and we and I know he cares for me and it's just mm. like easy and parenting with him I'm, I've, I looked out mm. I really mm. looked out because yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great because I always because to me that always sounds like that's the probably the most difficult part of having an ex when you've got kids together is figuring out that kind of how do we do this together when we're yeah. not together yeah and it, I, it just struck me looking at your story that actually when you have a child who has autism as well which is obviously an added layer of complexity yes. difficulties and stress yeah. Yeah. and to sort of manage that has that that must have been really difficult in the beginning um oh gosh was it i don't know i don't know i mean you know i'm not I'm not in that relationship for yeah. a reason. So actually yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of anxiety was alleviated by yes, the separation. Yes, mean, yeah. yes, so yes, actually, yes. no, it just was a different state of, of being, yeah. um, which I adapted to quite well. I mean, I'm really independent anyway, mm. and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm self-sufficient yeah. and all of those things. It was just a, a, a different way of yeah. doing it. And we worked it out and we're like, you know, God, it's 11 years or something down the line. It's, mm. you know, yeah, it's, it's history. And, and um, yeah, every every sort of couple of weeks we do diaries, work out what's going on. Um, same as a same as a couple that's yeah, together. Yeah. I got a text yesterday <laughs> saying, I've written a load of dates on the diary and <laughs> things that are coming up. At some point, you need to look at the diary and add them to your personal diary. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's quite important because yeah. otherwise there will be some issues oh I get told off regularly because uh, in fact I got told off just this weekend because I was to have Ben for the whole of Saturday afternoon and I had been, I had been thinking about doing something and oh yeah and you've got Ben what do you mean I've got Ben she's, I've told you this and then you know like when she told me that she was she was my, this is my wife she I shouldn't say that shit. my wife told me um, and when <laughs> she Lindsay, reminded me I know who you are when, when Lindsay reminded me that she was going for a lunch with some people I was like and I did immediately think, yeah, you did tell me about that about two weeks ago. <laughs> but then I couldn't admit it, you know, because then you're admitting you're wrong. Yeah, so you do was, that to mm, me. I do that to you. You do that to me that. when I say we've got a podcast this morning. <laughs> and you're like, who is it with again? Oh, <laughs> now he's <laughs> Not this morning. Oh, no, right. no, no, of course not. No, no, <laughs> no. No, but do you know, to be honest, though, Daniel actually messaged me yesterday and he said, is, he said, because he's been away for a few weeks, he went, is it all right if I had the kids on Sunday night and Monday night? He said, because I've not seen them for ages. And I went, you do realise I'm going to India on Tuesday, don't you, for two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> He's known about it for seven months. Uh, I was like, so you're actually yeah. going to have them for two solid weeks? He was like, oh, yeah, 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 I knew that. I just wanted to have a Sunday night. And I thought, you did not know that. <laughs> that's he's going, yeah. Every like father, that. every father listening to this knows that he's absolutely made that up. But, because that, yeah. that, that we have all done it. We have all done it. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no I'm listening to this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Please send us a message at First Time Dad at Trinity Middle and let us know, did you know? <laughs> We'd love I to mean, hear your side I'm of things. funny. It's not long with the girls is I'm going to India for <laughs> yeah, two weeks it's a significant yeah. trip. He, he was like yeah he, he went yeah no 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 that boy yeah right <laughs> you've just completely forgotten so one thing I wanted to ask you as well because uh, yeah. I know we're, we're running out of time here a little bit is um, obviously this is a podcast about dads for dads in in your experience and from what you've seen not just in your own life but from the people around you yeah. what do you think makes a good dad 
I think somebody that's present because mm. we're always somewhere else in our minds and we're missing cues from children, from the wife, from mm. whatever's going on around or the other toddler or whatever. I think it's trying to be present. But I have to say that's the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like because, you know, like you said, women are generally the main primary caretaker, although it wasn't the case for men. Certainly in early uh, In early um, you going off to work and having your head in work and or probably bringing that home and still not quite being present, I, I do think the key is you have to park all that outside when mm. you walk in that door. And I know it's easier said than done, but I really think that the key is everything. When I talk about my girlfriends, they'll... Um, with their husbands back in the day when we used to all moan about our husbands when we were when we were having our babies that was the predominant thing that they're sort of there but not really there yeah Mm. and i think it's about tapping into what people need and reading cues from people Mm. and i think that makes a very good that's a really good point and i think the thing as you're saying that the thing that popped into my mind is the amount of times I'm home, I've got out of work on time to deliberately be there, and then when I'm at home, I've got my laptop open on my lap, or I'm on my phone looking at emails, or... Do you know what I mean? And it's exactly the same point, that you're there, that I'm there, I've made the effort to be there, because I've I need to leave work, because I need to get home, I need to see my boy. But then when I'm there, what am I doing? I might as well be at work. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know there's a obviously a pressure and because we're always now connected and can but I've done I've done things like I you know I don't put my phone in my bedroom anymore and I have a cut-off point every evening of mm. that's that because mm. we're entitled to have our family life. Mm, yeah, we're yeah. entitled to have our balance. Mm, the mm. balance is what makes us sane. Mm. It makes us sane at work and it makes us sane at mm. home and if we mix that up we're messed up. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I mean there are other countries that get that balance right and it's usually the Scandinavian countries that seem to have got that sort. Yeah, they've got a very, I mean, very difficult, different economic system over there, though, isn't it? It's very high tax levels, which allows yeah, you know, yeah. people to get support. But then we, we went. But you um, have to force it yourself. It's indeed. always like solidarity, and we need to make the change ourselves because yeah, above isn't going to change it for no. us. We need to say no. what, this is what we need. We, we went to Parliament a couple of weeks ago, and we met with Joe Swinson, who is the who was the minister who introduced shared parental leave. Right. Um, largely because Steve actually took shared parental leave when his son. She was didn't born. bring it in because I took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's I was like, well done, you. <laughs> I said that a little bit back to front. Yeah, yeah. Steve did not create uh, government policy, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> But, but it's was, rare. But it is rare. It's very rare um, that dad will take time yeah. unpaid away from work yeah. to look after his kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did it. I'm really pleased I did it. I'm really proud I did it. And I'll do it again, given the opportunity. Um, but you're right. I think it presents. I, I come back to it in the podcast time and time again. I think it's 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 time and it, it's it's what is important. And I think yeah. in early years, you talk about how your, your teenage boys don't want to hang out with you quite as much. I think there's plenty of time for your kids not to want to hang out with you when they're very little that time mm. where you can get to hang out with them just take a little bit of second. it's such a drop in the ocean you can you'll tell us both I'm sure it flies by it and when you look by. back those moments with your with your boys when they were little you know when you're changing nappies when you're leaning over a bath playing toys bath toys with them yeah. that kind of stuff they're kind of in a blink of an it eye it really is I mean I was in a cafe yesterday with some friends and there was a newborn baby in there and I, I actually I was with my sisters not my friends and we looked over and it's just wow that time was so so special it's got it's gone in a heartbeat yeah, yeah, yeah. but I did remember at the time it was happening thinking really be here really be here I remember mm. really consciously thinking mm. be here be here it's like your wedding day isn't it? It's that kind of, yeah, you know, really yeah. bang, gone. Yes. And like, yeah. oh, what happened? You, I don't you, remember. It's probably the reason I stopped drinking. 
It's exactly okay. part of the reason I stopped drinking. My wedding days are blur because I think like most people, I yeah. got hammered. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up making a fool of myself at the end of that. That's, that's an entirely different podcast. Yeah. Can I come but, back to that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can But yeah, I, I've, I've never had a drink since my... I, I stopped drinking before... Just before my wife got pregnant, which actually may or may not be a coincidence. Um, yes, right, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I've, I've never had a drink, so I've never had that kind of blurry haze of days merging into one another. You know what I mean? That you get when you're just drinking too much. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, so that you certainly are present. Helps, you are definitely present. Yes. Yeah. I mean, devil's advocate, I don't, mm. I don't necessarily think that the reason that your child kids childhood flies by is because you're you know, no 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 but I'm talking haze. about no 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 I'm not I'm not no, blaming but that all I alcohol, did, I but, the, but there is something in the presence in terms yeah. of that that concept of being 100% present because if you're drunk you're not no you're and not. so I'm not you know obviously and when you're hungover you're not uh, yeah. yeah so they that there are elements I mean that's only part of the week you know that hopefully that would only be a small yeah. part of the week where you're drunk or hungover but for some people it's yeah. well, no, part but I, but I, it's definitely something to talk about because parents that drink is, is huge yeah we, we had uh, Claire Pooley that? on who was uh, uh, Sober Mummy Diaries okay. a website she's written a book about it and she you know was drinking red wine one time out of a cup saying the world's best mum at like 10am in the morning um, and it was a bit of a yeah. wake up call maybe, yeah, maybe Rich you should um, follow on from your drinking cutting out drinking mm. you should try and cut out you using your mobile phone and laptop for two hours every night and see right, if we can come back in maybe a just an hour just an hour right, well, I might well and we can see we can have a conversation do you know I agree with everything because you feel so much better as well I can believe that and I agree with everything we've just said about presence and, and you know being there I suppose the only thing to say to that from a devil's advocate point of view yeah. is that as a man and I know this is not necessarily right and this isn't how it should be but as a man you do feel a certain pr- pressure as a provider and that's and it, I, I must point out that's not come from my wife in any way, shape, or form. She is not yeah. somebody who's in the least bit bothered about that. But I personally feel that okay, I need to provide for my family. Yeah, but I, I, I feel the same, and I've always been, mm. I've always been the breadwinner in in all mm. of my relationships. So I feel that pressure, mm. and I've been having them, yeah. and breastfeeding them, yeah. and working. <laughs> Right, and, you win. And I do. No, and I'm not, it's not a competition. I'm just saying I, I know, empathise. I, I, I empathise because actually. Yeah. I am a bit blokish in that way in that you know I mean historically you know Cosmo when they do the A, B and C thing I'm always end up I'm more a bloke than a woman and that's <laughs> just standard for me and it's not really that I've asked for it it's just yeah. happened but I, I totally get the pressures of that I have that every night when I go to bed I'm I'm the breadwinner yeah. I have to work yeah. Yeah. you know and it's stressful whilst you're trying to have a loving fabulous upbringing uh, yeah, for your yeah, children yeah, I, can, I, I can see that I can see that I just think that there's, there is, there is time. You can, people can find time. I'm just, yeah. I, I don't think it's quite as clear cut as I'm the breadwinner. I can't spend as much time with. No, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just, uh, but there's, it's, it's competing work forces, is work. isn't it? Yeah. Because I think uh, you're absolutely right. There is, there is no reason that you should just be entirely at work the whole time. Mm. But it's, it's like you, you do feel sometimes you're getting pulled in different directions. Mm. Of course, of course. But I think mm. that's being. A, as we've discussed, that's being a parent. That's it? being yeah, a parent, yeah, that's and that's also it, as well, it, I'm it? a lot. I'm older than you guys as mm. well, so I'm at a stage in my life where I, it's not so crazy work-wise, and my kids are older. But and that's yeah, my point. Yes, you know. So it, I've, it, yeah. I was there, and it, yeah. it is. But it calms do, down. It calms down. That's good but, to know. But it does <laughs> calm down. But you just got to be aware now. Just you know, yeah. Be be more present. Yeah. Yeah. The thing we we keep saying this on podcasts. I keep coming back to this cliche, but we always we end so many podcasts like this where we end up saying. Nobody ever says on their deathbed, I wish I'd spent more time at work. Or less time with my kids. Or less yeah. time with my kids. No, no one ever says that. Nobody ever, ever says that. No. You know, and yeah. that's kind of the, the, that's the bottom line, isn't it, really? So, 
What's our conclusions from today? More vitamin D yes. in your kids. In your, yeah, in and your the cereal. Only way, the only way you can get more vitamin D is if you spend more time with your kids. Yeah, yeah. No, so outside. Good. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've got those outside in the sun. Yeah. So you're getting double vitamin D. Nice. Hit. Yeah, yes. that's and, good. And, and don't beat yourself up about being a, a, a parent that's not good enough because... You're doing. Everyone's doing. Yeah. You can only do job. your best. That's we tell our kids that all the yeah. time, but we don't tell ourselves yeah. that, and it's absolutely. Your best is good enough. It is good enough, you know, yeah. and. Um, and you need a bit of me time. Everybody needs a bit of me time somehow. Whatever it might be, oh, even gosh. if it's even if it's ten minutes, you need yeah. to have. You need to build that in. You need to look after yourself. And, as and, well if, as you're, and if you're, you're uh, mother of your children's going to India for two weeks, <laughs> write it in your diary. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a good <laughs> Nice. Nice. Oh, you'll have to play that back to him later. Um, <laughs> right. He'll hate me now. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks massively to Mel for coming in. It's been a real pleasure having you. Oh, Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Very Thank insightful. you so much. Uh, learned a lot, actually. Lovely. Um, right. If anyone's got any comments, um, suggestions, anything, please do, as ever, email us at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com. Uh, make sure you leave us a review and a rating on iTunes that is a big help and would be much appreciated and uh, we'll catch up with you next time yep see you next week thanks bye bye